Today's scripture is taken from the first chapter of Matthew, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is Christmas week. We're getting ready for the baby Jesus. But first, let's remember, this is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Let's finish preparing. I'm sure we're all busy preparing for Christmas. If you're like me, one of the things that I love to do at Christmas and helps me prepare for that day is watch Christmas movies. I watched probably my favorite one last night, it's a Wonderful Life. And if you're familiar with that movie, you know the main characters. You know George and Mary and the angel Clarence. But what about the supporting cast? What about Zuzu? If there's no Zuzu, there's no Zuzu's pedals. Or Uncle Billy. Or Ernie, the taxi driver. Or Sam Wainwright. They're all important to the story. That leads us to Joseph. Joseph is a shadowy figure in the pages of the Scripture. He's introduced in genealogy as the husband of Mary, whom Jesus was born, who is called Messiah. And then we see him in Jesus' birth story, and then briefly in three events of Jesus' childhood. The flight to Egypt to escape Herod, circumcision at the temple, and when Jesus was 12 years old and gets separated from his parents and is found teaching the elders in the temple. Then Joseph disappears from the story. The only thing left is references to Jesus as the son of a carpenter. But though Joseph seems to be what is called a supporting character, Without him, the drama of salvation could not have taken place. I suggest that's just the way God works, with supporting characters who appear for a little bit, do what needs to be done, and then they disappear from the story. 
but they were always part of the story. The story would not be complete without them. So let's take a look at Joseph and his supporting role. Mary and Joseph are engaged. Now, in Jewish culture at that time, marriage was a two-stage process that started with betrothal, which perhaps we would call engagement now. But unlike our modern engagement, when a Jewish couple became betrothed, at that time they would probably take a vow of celibacy and would be respected until the marriage proper was completed. So Joseph and Mary are engaged, and there's a very clear expectation of celibacy. And then one day, Mary must have spoken to Joseph and dropped a bombshell into his life. Uh, er, Joseph, there's something I have to tell you, and you might find it a little hard to believe. You see, I'm pregnant, and the baby comes from God. Talk about a bump in the road. This is where I cannot help but think to Luke's account, which is the account of Mary's yes to the fork in the road. Mary receives the angel's word, ponders it, and then gives herself to God's project for the world for her. She does it without consulting anyone, including her husband-to-be. I don't think Joseph was counting on that. I don't think Joseph was even counting on Mary's freedom. We can presume that Joseph had done everything right. He'd gotten permission from Mary's family, which means he struck a satisfactory bargain with Mary's dad, and Mary had given her consent. She was young, he probably figured that he could mold and shape her into the wife that he'd been wanting. Joseph wasn't counting on Mary giving herself, her yes, to anything beyond their engagement and marriage. But Mary is anything but meek and mild. She says yes to a project that will require everything from her, and Joseph as well, without even talking it over with him. She is free to say yes on her own terms, and she does. Mary knows where God's project leads, and there are consequences. Some will hit close to home. So Joseph learns what his sweet fiance has consented to. While Mary pondered it a bit, but quickly came around to let it be. Everything in Joseph was saying, no, 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 this can't be. So, he resolved to get out of the engagement. He's a good man. He'll do it quietly. A hush deal with Mary's father. Yes, the men will work it out. Perhaps Mary could go and live with her cousin Elizabeth and they could raise their out-of-the-ordinary children together. But Joseph is also a man who is given to dreams, and thankfully, he pays attention to them. When the angel appears to Joseph in his dream, he starts out the way that all angels do. They begin, do not be afraid. Which frames and nails our human predicament? Fear. 
Fear is what so often makes us begin with no. Fear is the chasm I often have to cross and I begin with that no before I can get to yes. Sometimes it drives me crazy. Have you ever been in a meeting where we're trying to come up with that ideas and all we get are the people saying no? Can't do it. Not gonna work. Well, if you, have you ever known how good improv theater works? Or collaborating on ideas for a dance? It's all about people saying yes to one another. There aren't any no's. They engage in yes. So how about us saying yes? Let's, the no's stop the flow. No's create doubts. They paralyze. Now, I'm not saying that we should simply say yes to everything. That's not necessarily the right thing. But we do have to find our way to yes, particularly to what God is saying to us. So Joseph is finding his way to yes. Don't be afraid. This is what it takes to open Joseph's heart. And rather than being sensible, patching it up quick, doing the quick fix with Mary's father, Joseph answers Mary's yes with his own. He's in. He's in all the way with Mary. He's in all the way with the baby. He's in all the way with God's project. Let the chips fall where they may. God's project is with human beings. And we human beings are on notice as Advent leads into Christmas. Well, are we in? Will we say yes? Will we keep engaging others and inviting them in? What in you is saying, no, no, no? How will you move on to yes? It's not a straight line. We will have to pass through and get over our nose and what we think cannot be. We'll have to resist the fear-driven temptation to just patch things up quickly. But during Advent, we prepare ourselves for God making a way out of no way. Watch for the signs. Be bold to ask for a sign, because in this fear-filled world, we need signs of hope, peace, joy, and love to carry and to guide us. We should seek and ask, pay attention. God is sending a sign. A young woman will bear a child whose name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Really, don't be afraid. Love makes a way out of no way. It's the only way. It's our hope, our only peace, our deepest joy. So light that fourth candle. Let it be a sign. Listen and watch for angels. You will recognize them because they say the same thing every time. Don't be afraid. In these blessed last days of Advent, with the four candles kindled around the wreath, may you feel held in the circle of God's love. Rest there and find your way to yes.
One of the most striking things about Joseph's story is that he's not one of the main characters in the story. He has a supporting role in the truest sense of the word. And yet, his choices mattered so much. We might think that our ability to walk in faith doesn't matter all that much. We might think we can play it safe, let the others take the risks. It won't affect anything if I just sit on the sidelines. But Joseph's story tells us that nothing can be further from the truth. Going back to my favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life. If you remember when George, George's wishes are granted and he's never been born, the angel says, strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives, and when he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? From today's story, I draw two main lessons. First, let's not forget the important role that Joseph plays in the nativity story and in the childhood of Jesus. Joseph's yes to God, God's plan, was important in many ways, as, and is important in many ways as Mary's was. They were a couple, a family. They acted as such in bringing Jesus into the world and bringing him up. And second, we should be open to letting God communicate with us in ways that we may not expect. Some may hear God in having an angel stand right there in front of them, but others, it might be in a dream or in the pages of the Bible, in a prayer, or in the circumstances of life. God treats us all differently but I do believe that he does want to communicate his love and his plan to each of us. If we spend all of our time in frenzied preparation, we may just not be paying attention and miss the time of our visitation and never learn, as Joseph did, what supporting role that we're being called on to play in this great big story. It's up to us whether we listen and whether we have the trust like Joseph and Mary to say yes to God. Amen.